Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the new and improved Sheepsville FC podcast. No, it's not an actual football team. I'm not starting out a fucking five-a-side team to enter into leagues or anything like that. I just thought that was a perfectly adequate name for a podcast based off the Sheepsville blog about football. Makes sense, doesn't it? Sheepsville FC, it rolls off the tongue as well. See, it's an easy thing to say. I could I could have went for something totally mental like the the sheep's ball footcast or some fucking convoluted bollocks like that. But no, I decided to keep it simple. Sheepsville FC. Um now you're probably wondering Mark, I thought you said you weren't doing podcasts anymore. I thought podcasts were shit. Everybody's doing podcasts. What you didn't want to be like lost in the shuffle because you're not a celebrity and nobody gives a fuck about your opinions and nobody wants to hear you and the sound of your voice is fucking irritating and it's like chalk on a fucking blackboard and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, like it's all still true. Um I do think that this is just still going to be lost in the shuffle. I'm probably, if I'm lucky, going to get about three listens per episode, two of which will probably be me listening to it back and thinking, fucking hell, I hate the fucking sound of my own voice. Why the fuck have I done this? I've made a mistake there. I've fucking stuttered there. There's a, a few too many uhs and uhs involved. Um, and that one other listen will be some fucking random from fucking Jamaica or something like that who's just stumbled across it and they think it's, I don't know, maybe it's music to them or something, I don't know. Don't know how my voice could be music to fucking anybody. Well, I suppose if you listen to fucking, if you can listen to black metal and shit like that, then I suppose anything could be fucking music. Um, but yeah, like it. My whole reasoning for doing this again is just I, I just want to talk about football. I, ju- I love football. I've always loved football. It's a passion of mine. Um, and you know when like like I've got I've got friends that I could talk to about stuff, um, but they're not all as into football as me. Like I've got friends that they like, maybe they, they they like football. Um, and they maybe even support a team or something like that. I was like, but most of them aren't really into football. Most of them are into other things like films or um gaming, um, or other sports like um the American egg chasing and shit like that. And uh, what was that other one that Lewis Hamilton does? Mario Kart. That's it. Um, yeah, so, so, so it's not like, like, I could speak to them about other shit, but, like, there's, there's not really anybody, apart from maybe one or two, in my life that I could really sit down and really 
go in depth and in detail talking about football with. Um, so I thought by doing this, it gives me an opportunity to basically spill my guts and and just like empty my brain of like all the thoughts and all the opinions and all the um analysis and stuff like that that I've, that go on in my head like about the sport and about what I've watched over the weekend and the the news stories uh, what's happening in the in the world of football and all that kind of stuff because I've got an opinion on everything whether it's historical whether it's current um I love going back and watching like old games and reading through old like stats and um past tournaments and and reading all the what what the scores were who scored all the goals all that kind of stuff you'd honestly think I would be good at like a football quiz like or all that kind of stuff but t trust me I'm I'm shit at it when the pressure's on I just wilt when it comes to like a football quiz and they ask me like oh who scored this this goal for Borussia Dortmund in 1973 like and I just go oh my god who was it and the, the the correct answer is I don't know. Nobody should know, except from like the most diehard Dortmund fan who was actually at that game. That's the people who should know the answer to that. I shouldn't know the answer to that off the top of my head, because that's just fucking sad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, I just like I just thought I would like just do this little fucking intro to like um why I'm doing the podcast thing again and it's pure and simple I just want it to be about football because I like talking about football so if you're listening enjoy as much as you possibly fucking can uh, feel free to at me on fucking twitter or whatever like that like um do you know what I can't even remember what my fucking twitter handle is I go on it and everything like that, but you know, like you know, when you don't have to log into stuff, you just fucking, it's just there. So I couldn't even tell you what the fuck it is. But my name's like Mark Holden anyway, so I'm assuming they'll have something like that. It's like probably like at Mark Holden eighty nine or something. Mark with a C. Um, it's probably something like that. Uh, but yeah, you'll you'll probably find me. I've only got about fucking twenty three followers or something. Um, and you should see the push. That I type on there. Typing out push and nobody's even fucking reading it. It's great. Um, but yeah, feel free to get involved. I don't bite or anything like that. I might be a bit fucking strong with my opinions at times. But I, I respect other people's opinions. I respect other people's perspectives. And I like to get a 360 view of everything. I don't. I'm not just out for like, I just want everybody agree with me, everybody agree with me, I'm right.com. It's nothing like that, it's just like, what, like, just feel free to share your thoughts and all that kind of stuff. Even if you want to comment on while you're reading the blog or whatever, um, then that's fine with me. Uh, so yeah, I'm back in the game. And I'm sorry to all the non-football fans who used to listen to the podcast who are now like oh fuck I don't like football I can't fucking listen to this anymore um but hey ho that's the way the cookie crumbles you've still got the blog I'll still um, that's not just going to be completely football although the last two posts have just been about football 
Um, that'll still be a bit just random shite that I feel like talking about. Um, but the podcast would be just totally football, one hundred percent football. Um. So yeah, moving on. Um, I did a post on the blog. The last post I did on the blog, it was it was all to do with like this whole Super League fallout, and uh, I don't really need to go into the ESL or anything like that too much now because everything that needs to be said about the ESL has been said, and. I pretty much put all my thoughts about the, the European Super League into that post. Um, so if you want to go on the Sheepsville blog and and read it, um, and see what you think, maybe you agree, maybe you don't. I don't really give a fuck. Um. But yeah, like so, if you're interested, then there it is. So I'm not going to talk about it here. Um, but what I will kind of go into a bit more detail about is. Uh, why I've decided to stop supporting Arsenal. Now, for those who don't know, I've like I've been a vocal supporter of Arsenal and an active supporter of Arsenal for it must be pretty much bang on twenty years. Cause it must have been about it was I'm pretty sure it was the two thousand two thousand and one season was when I really thought wow. I really like this team. They're, exa- they're everything I want to see in, in a football team. Because you had Bergkamp, you had Henri, Pires had just joined. I think he just joined, he joined after Henri, didn't he? Yeah. You had guys like Jungberg, like uh, Patrick Vieira, all these players. And they just played like brilliant football and I just fell in love with it. Um. And I fell in love with the club as a result. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a, probably been about 20 years. Uh, and the, the, this is what I mean about the, the ESL was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Like, the, like Arsenal coming out and saying that like they've signed on to be a part of this European Super League was just that, right, okay, like, this is, enough's enough. Like, I've fucking had it. Because the way, like, and it's not just Arsenal either, it's the the entire Premier League just really fucks me off now. Because it's just money, 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 money. Nothing, they care about fuck all else, and this is that's what was funny about the Premier League coming out and... and coming out against the European Super League it's like oh the corporate greed oh the monopoly and whatever like that it's like the Premier League have got a fucking monopoly of their own going on that's the only reason they're pissed off their monopoly is ruining our monopoly what the fuck are we going to do that's the only reason they're fucking annoying but like I just got so sick of everything hinging on how much money is spent how much money you have and how much money you've spent. Like back back in the day it like when when Arsenal were going invincible and everything like that, did they spend money? Yeah, they spent money. But it wasn't astronomical. 
it wasn't like fucking like oh we needed a billionaire to come in and fucking pump oil money into the team. How what what are you need in this season? Are you need was it two centre halves, a striker, and a winger? There's fucking five hundred million. Go and get them. It was nothing like that. Now that's that's pretty much the way it's got to be now in the Premier League. You got Man United spending a hundred million on fucking Pogba, eighty million on Harry fucking Maguire. Just so they can get into the fucking top four again. I mean, not even for fucking titles. Just to get the, into the fucking Champions League. Chelsea, they spent a fucking fortune in the summer for fucking guys like Timo Werner and Kai Havertz. Two players who are fucking flattered to fucking deceive so far. Man City, you know what they're like. Unlimited fucking funds for their cunts. And Pep Guardiola's coming out and saying, oh, I've got... Well, we don't have the money to buy a striker to replace Aguero. <coughs> Absolute bollocks. That, that's, all that is, is that, that's just cover for if they don't get one. So if they, do, if they don't manage to get one, they'll be like, oh, we don't have the money for one anyway. It's just, a, it's fucking bullshit. Because we, we know what their money's like. They've, they've got their fucking Qatari boys fucking funneling it in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just... It's just a fucking joke, that league now. Like, everybody goes on about, like, and I said this in the post as well, I know I'm fucking retreading some of this ground, but the best league in the fucking world and, and all this fucking shit, it's a lot of bollocks. It's not the best league in the world, it's the richest league in the world. It's the league that's got the most money. They don't attract the best players, they attract the greediest players. All the players like below, like people go on about like uh, Alan St. Maximan for Newcastle. When he plays well, he's not playing well because he loves Newcastle or because he loves football. He's playing for a bigger fucking wage. Possibly a move to a fucking bigger club where he can get that bigger wage and just live a fucking life of luxury. Like he's not living a life of luxury already playing for fucking Newcastle. The Premier League is at the forefront of this fuck football. It's all about the lifestyle, like, mentality. It's all about the money. The players don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about the badge on the front. They don't give a shit about the club. They don't give a shit about the fans. All they care about is their fucking self. And the Premier League encourages that. It promotes that. Why do you think they allow these fucking investors into the fucking clubs? So that they can pump their money in it and then attract all the greedy star players to make their league look give their league the fucking sparkle that they think it deserves. So they could sell more fucking television deals, tel television rights, broadcasting rights, and like that all over the world and make more money for their fucking self. That's all they fucking care about. 
and I'm absolutely sick to fucking death of it. And how, like, and people will say, like, oh, the whole, like, Super League stuff and everything like that, it's not the club's fault, it's the owner's fault and whatever like that. Well, the, the, it's the owner's fault, which was the league's fault. The league allowed these people to come in and take over these clubs. The club allowed these people to come in and take over the club. The fans, they're all like fucking, oh yes, we'll get to spend big on big players and everything like that. Well, well that, where's the hundred million fucking signing? They're all excited, they're, they're all fucking jizzing in their fucking boxers. Or their fucking thongs, whatever. When it comes to like their team benefiting and getting fucking all these players in and, and, and trying to buy titles. But as soon as it fucking, as soon as it goes against them, and as soon as it's not only them that's benefiting, it's, it becomes a problem. It's a fucking wind-up. It's a piss-take. And I, I just think, like, I just think the whole thing is just... It's just pointless. It's pointless. Like the only way that I can I can hurt the owners and the league is by not putting money into it. And you can say, "Oh my, oh you're Scottish. You're not a real fan anyway. You live in Dundee. You don't exactly go to every game." No, but I have been to games. I have spent money on fucking tickets to Arsenal games. I've spent money every single fucking season on fucking. Uh, jerseys and fucking merchandise off the club's official fucking channels to ensure that my money is going straight into the club and not through any other fucking brand or fucking chain. The only way I can hurt the people that have destroyed my love for that club and that league is by not supporting them anymore. And that's what I've done. People think I'm fucking joking. Everybody I say it to, they just laugh. They just go, oh, is it? Oh, okay. And they honestly think that, like, if, uh, I don't know, if Arsenal ended up winning the Europa League this season and made it into the Champions League and then finished in the, uh, went, climbed the table next season and then launched a title challenge and then all of a sudden they were fucking Champions League contenders and whatever. People think that as soon as all that happens, I'm going to be back on the, on the, on the train again. I'm going to be back waving the fucking Arsenal scarf above my head and fucking... Singing about fucking Lacazette and Aubameyang and all this pish. I'm not. I'm fucking done with them. Finished. I'm not going back to that fucking league again. I've not, I've not even watched any Premier League football this weekend. I fucking hate the Premier League. It got to a point even towards the end of the last two seasons... 
all I've watched are the Arsenal games. I've barely watched any of the fucking other games. Okay, occasionally, maybe I did. Watched the odd fucking Everton Chelsea or fucking Man United fucking Southampton. But the only games I've cared about for the past two seasons is the Arsenal games. Because that was the team that I supported. I fucking hate the Premier League. It's pish. It thinks it's fucking brilliant, but it's not. Every season, it's a one-horse race. If if you're lucky, it's a two-horse race. It was that one like what one year recently where fucking Man City and Liverpool went to the wire. Otherwise, it's been fucking Liverpool have pumped it, Man City have pumped it. Everybody goes back to like, oh, what about that time that Leicester won the league? That was fucking totally left field. Yeah, it was. It'll never happen again. At the very least, it'll be a fucking long time before that happens. The closest we've got now is West Ham possibly getting the top four. And even that probably won't fucking happen. I'm fucking done with it. It's pish. And here, here's the, here's the, here's the kicker. Uh, and that's a pun. For those who are familiar with the, the German sporting press. I've arguably gone and switched to support in a league that's run by one club. Bayern Munich. The Bundesliga. Bayern Munich have got a stranglehold on the Bundesliga and I've decided to support Werder Bremen in a league that Werder Bremen will probably the chances of them winning it are fucking less than Arsenal's chances of winning the Premier League but it could happen and it has happened in the past Bayern Munich have dominated for a long time the best players want, all want to play for Bayern Munich when it, when it comes to Germany. Um, but at least Bayern Munich have went about it in a respective, like a, a manner you could respect. They've gone about it the right way. They've went through the proper channels. They've, they've not. It's not like some fucking tycoon has come in and just fucking dumped a shitload of fucking money on the table. And went have at it lads. Bayern Munich have earned. Everything that they've got. They've got offices. In America. Academies in China. Their brand awareness. Is fucking. Mental. They've spread the word. Across the globe. About themselves. Their badges everywhere. Everybody knows who they are. It honestly baffles me that other clubs haven't done this. Especially other clubs in Germany. Seeing what like seeing the fucking success that Bayern have had from it. Bayern are everywhere. And they've been successful. The success brings money. It also brings a reputation. 
companies want to be want to piggyback on that reputation so then they get sponsorship money the media want to show Bayern Munich games because people want to see Bayern Munich they get money from them it's all it's all of their own making they've created this empire for themselves nobody's come in and fucking made it happen That's the difference. Bundesliga might be a one-club league, but I can respect that club because they've earned it every single fucking year. They've earned that reputation, they've earned that status, and it's up to the other clubs to catch up with them. It's not up to Bayern Munich to fucking let their, their grip go and go, oh, fuck it. Let's not bother this year, lads. Give somebody else a chance. It's not their, it's not, that's not their job to do that. It's up to the other clubs to get with it. And find a way to fucking break into the top. Like, occasionally it happens. Like, Dortmund have won the league most recently. Uh, Wolfsburg won it not too long ago. Werder Bremen too. Um, teams, other teams have won the league. But it's only for Bayern Munich to re-establish their dominance the very next season. Because Bayern Munich go, okay, you know, you think you're gonna fuck you think you fucking snapped snapped the order. But fucking normal service is gonna resume. It just angers them. And they know exactly what they need to do to get it back again. So it's up to everybody else to catch up. And beyond that, it, it's, it's a league that's run properly. It's run by the fans, effectively. They've got the, everybody's been talking about the 50 plus 1 rule. And I, I don't think it'll work anywhere else. That's too... It's, it's too much of a change everywhere else. In the Premier League and La Liga and Syria, like the 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 corrupt, the corrupt, most corrupt of the corrupt. You know I mean, they they corrupt the corrupt, is what they do. Um. They're too far gone, they're too far down the money route. They've got fucking pound signs or euro signs in their fucking eyes, constantly. They're a slave to it. They're never going to fucking change. Whereas Germany and the Bundesliga, football is still a fan sport. It's fan driven. It's a sport that's to be enjoyed. A sport that's to be played in, played in a fair and competitive spirit. And that's... That's something I can get behind. That's all I want. And I chose Werder Bremen because I've always had a spot, a soft spot for Werder. I remember, uh, funnily enough, it was the same season as Arsenal went invincible, the 2003-2004 season, where Werder Bremen won the double. So they won the DFB Pokal 
and they won the Bundesliga. And I, like, I fell in love with them at that point as well. Players like Johan Miku, Ivan Klasnic, Ailton, Frank Bauman. Frank Bauman, who's the, who's the sporting director these days. So even then, up and down the clubs, you've got like, they're all run by ex-footballers or fans or both. Yeah, they've got money coming in. Of course, they need obviously need something to keep themselves going, to keep themselves afloat. But it's not like that's just piping in out of fucking nowhere. They're earning everything. And it's run properly and it's run respectfully. And that's what I like. That's what I want from football. That's what football should be, in my mind. Not this win-at-all-costs fucking... Um, sacking managers left, right, because they lost one game. Fucking... You, you have to fucking spend... 290 million a season to fucking have a chance of winning anything or getting anywhere. Fuck that. Players not giving a fuck about the jersey, not giving a fuck about the sport. All they care is about how many fucking followers they've got on Twitter. Or what fucking, what colour of fucking line they're going to have in their fucking hair this week. Fuck them. Fuck every single one of them. If you're enjoying this podcast, thanks very much for listening. And don't forget to check out the blog at sheepsville.wordpress.com. That's sheepsville.wordpress.com. Cheers. Okay, so let's let's talk about what happened across the weekend in Europe. Um, I'll start off with uh, La Liga, and oh, that, that that's one of the one of the title races this season that looks to be going down to the wire. That is a tasty, tasty running for the last few games. Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona and Sevilla all in with a, ch- a shout of winning the winning the Spanish league title. And s- to be honest with you, if you're a fan of football, like a real fan of football and you and you you're in love you, you with the romance of the game, you want Sevilla to win that title. Surely Anybody who isn't an Atletico, Real or Barca fan wants Sevilla to win that title. That would be that would be fucking amazing if they won it. And yes, okay, I might be a little bit biased because Sevilla was founded by Scottish people. But I just think that would be a great story. I think okay, it's maybe maybe not as like dramatic as Leicester. Because, let's face it, Sevilla are a stronger and a bigger side than Leicester. 
or at least they like they all they have been throughout history rather than like m- maybe Leicester might have a shot at beating Sevilla now. Um but Sevilla have got a greater history than, than Leicester and they're sort of more well renowned than Leicester as a, a sort of a strong club and a strong team. But still to break that like it was one thing for Atletico Madrid to break the the Barca Real stranglehold on La Liga. But if Sevilla were to break the stranglehold of those three, that would be something else. We've had it in the past where Valencia have won the league and Deportivo La Coruña have won the league. Um Sociedad came close, I believe, to winning the league at one stage, but by and large, it's always been Real Madrid and Barcelona, and in recent seasons, Atletico have been up there as well. So to see to see another team come in and sort of threaten to break into that elite group is always welcome in my eyes. And Sevilla play at home to Athletic Bilbao tonight. And Bilbao are always a tough game. I don't I don't care what anybody says and how what their form is. Athletic club are never an easy team to play against. They'll they'll come at you, they've got some good players. Their form they're unbeaten in their last five. But unfortunately for them, four of them were draws. So, but they'll they'll want to, they'll want to keep that unbeaten run going. So if it means scraping a point at Seville, then that's that's what they'll do. Uh, Sevilla, by contrast, have won every single one of their last five. But again, it will be a tough game for them. Um, and Sevilla really could be doing with a win to stay in touch if they lose this game then they're four points behind Barcelona in third and Real Madrid in second and it would be when they would remain six points behind Atletico which with four games to go isn't ideal Um, it's still not impossible but not ideal whatsoever. Um, if they draw, it's not really much better, is it? It just means they get a point. They're a point less than what they would have been. Um, but if they win, then they're still within touching distance. They're within one win of Atletico Madrid and a draw within Real Madrid and Barcelona. And what makes it even more exciting is... In the penultimate match day of the season, I think it's... Oh, who is it that's playing one another, is it? Atletico Madrid against Barcelona and Sevilla against Real, I think. I'm sure it is. I'm going to have to check this. Matches. I'm just checking the fixtures. Let's see...
Okay, so we've got... Pardon me. It's actually next weekend. Next weekend, we've got Barcelona welcoming Atletico Madrid at the Camp Nou. And Sevilla going to the Bernabeu. That's crazy that it's worked out like that. So, to be fair, like whatever happens in those games will likely dictate where the title's going to go, one way or another. It could open everything right up. Or it could leave it as a, a two-horse race. Because, well, maybe not so much a two-horse race. Be a three-horse race. Because I, th I think Sevilla need to beat Real Madrid more than anything out of those two games. Because if Barcelona beat Atletico, then Barcelona go a point ahead of Atletico. And if Real Madrid beat Sevilla, then they go a point ahead of Atletico. So there's still only a point between those three if it goes that way. Whereas Sevilla are still stuck on 70. Six points behind Atletico and seven behind Real Madrid and Barcelona, which with three games to go in the season, is pretty unassailable. If that's a fucking word, by the way. Unassailable, unattainable, whatever. Pick and choose whatever one of those two words is the fucking right one. But yeah, like, it's a good, it's exciting. I'm excited for this title race, and I just hope that Sevilla could stay in it to the last. Because I'd hate for them to just drop out and then it's the same three again. Still be good. At least you still don't know who's going to win out of those three. But the addition of Sevilla in there just makes it more than what it could be. Than what it would have been. If that makes sense. Um, so Atletico, they maintained their status as league leaders with, a, to be fair, a pretty, pretty jammy. Pretty lucky, 1-0 win at Elche. They, they scored like sort of midway through the first half, maybe three quarters of the way through the first half, through Marcos Llorente, a deflected shot that was probably going in anyway, to be fair. Like he, uh, Carrasco with some fucking great work out wide, Cut the ball back and there's Marcus Llorente making that that late attacking run into the box to get on the end of it. And it uh, deflects into the side net and then it's 1-0 Atletico. But then Atletico struggled to put the game to bed. Elche came back into the game and in stoppage time, at the end of the game, Elche get a penalty. And fortunately for Atletico Madrid... They hit the post. And nothing happens with the rebound. So. They kind of escaped. With one there. Escaped with the three points. Rather than. Took the three points. But. 
a win's a win. And when you're in a title race as tight as that, you'll take three points anyway you can fucking get them. Um, Real Madrid were 2-0 winners at Osasuna. Two quick-fire second-half goals. I never watched the game, so I, I couldn't tell you who fucking scored them. Um, I think I, I think I remember reading that Benzema got another assist. So there's another contribution from Benzema, who's one of one of the most underrated players in football. It honestly baffles me that there's people out there that don't fucking rate him as a striker. The guy is fucking lethal. I remember I I went I watched Real Madrid, uh, in the season where they won La Decima. I watched them play Villarreal and uh, they beat Villarreal 4-2 and Benzema was unreal in that game. Just like, just sitting in the stands watching him alone, watching his movement, the runs that he makes uh, when, when, he, when the ball doesn't get played to him, even that alone, I was just shouting. Although they probably didn't, couldn't fucking understand me and they couldn't hear me because I was in the third fucking tier. I was just screaming. Get the ball to Benzema. Look at the run he's made. Look at the fucking space he's got. Look at the movement there. Fucking play him. Play him. And time after time they wouldn't do it. And when they did do it, he fucking scored. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, he scored a brace in that game. And it could have been more if they'd actually got their head up and seen the runs that he was making more often the guy is like he's a fucking he's, he's a goal scorer man a, a, and a top one at that doesn't get the credit that he fucking deserves okay admittedly he was overshadowed by Ronaldo a lot but considering that Ronaldo was getting all the goals that he was getting and Benzema was still comfortably getting 20-25 goals a season it's un unreal consistency. The consistency of that guy is... Oh. He, he, to me, like, he might not have the numbers. Like, necessarily. Like, he might not have his high numbers. But in terms of consistency and ability, he's right up there with fucking Lewandowski for me. In terms of out-and-out -out strikers. The guy's unbelievable. Um... Elsewhere, Valencia uh, went down 3-2 at home to Barcelona at the Mestalla. And like, regardless of Valencia, how well they're playing and everything like that, the Mestalla is an absolute fucking fortress of a stadium. And I don't mean that as in like a fortress as in nobody could beat them there. I just mean it's a, it's a palace. It's a, it's a, a thing to behold. It's a beautiful stadium, and it's definitely on my bucket list for stadiums I want to go to. Um, but they're not doing so fucking great just now. They're currently 14th in La Liga. And alarmingly, they're only six points off the drop. Which for Valencia is fucking awful. Absolutely fucking terrible. They should be they should be in the European positions at least. At the very least they should be top six. 
but sadly they're they're not doing very well. It all started so well for them too. If I, did they did they not like absolutely fucking pummel Real Madrid at the start of the season? I think it was like four one. At the start of the season, because I think if I remember rightly, Carlos Soler scored a hat trick in that game. And look where they are now. That's that's how it started. You know, you know those memes like how it started and how it's going. That should be a meme. It should be like how it started with Valencia beating Real Madrid 4-1 and how it's going with just a picture of the league table and Valencia sitting 14th. I should do that and put that on my Twitter. But now somebody's going to beat me to it. Probably. Probably already have, to be fair. I'm slow with that sort of shit. But, um... I have to say as well, like Carlos, speaking of Carlos Soler, he scored an absolute fucking raker in that game to make it 3-2. A fucking rocket. No keeper in the world was saving it. And credit to the to the great man as well, Messi. People will say that like, oh my god, how could he how could he miss a penalty and then score a free kick like that? But it just goes to show you the pressure and the level of expectation. On penalties. Everybody expects you to score a penalty. Because it's 12 yards out. It's you and the keeper. One on one. The, the odds are. M- more on you scoring. Than the keeper saving. Um, so there's an expectation level there. There's a weight to that. Whereas nobody. Ex- no, nobody really expects a free kick to go in. When it's Messi that's fucking over it. Then yeah probably. But. It's obviously like the the situate. There's less expectation on the situation. Messi shouldn't be able to score a free kick that easily, even though he can. But he should be able to put away a penalty fairly comfortably. But he still scored the rebound from the penalty. So what the fuck are you complaining about? Um, Villarreal after their. 2-1 win against Arsenal on Thursday in the Europa League semi-finals managed to scrape a 1-0 victory against Getafe um, I watched that game um, it wasn't particularly pleasant to watch Getafe had a lot of chances a lot had a lot of the ball well not a lot of the ball I think the possession stats was like fucking 60-30 or something uh, in favour of Villarreal, but like they they seem to do more with it than Villarreal from what I saw, and um, they looked more of a threat most of the game. Um, but credit to Villarreal, their defence held, um, and they managed to scrape a winner a winner from the young eighteen year old that came on Jeremy, I think his name was. Uh, so yeah, a really nice nice moment for him. Coming off the bench and getting himself a goal. Um, and Villarreal would have enjoyed that win. Uh, going into the second leg against Arsenal. Uh, this coming Thursday. Um, bad news for Getafe. Um, they're in a slightly worse position than Valencia. They're just below them in the table in 15th. Um, but they're only four points off the drop. So they've got 
they've got work to do in these last four games as well. Um, and speaking of the drop, um, Fayad the lead rescued a one-all draw against Real Betis. Um, Real Betis were a goal up for most of the game. Valladolid actually went 1-0 up, but the goal got disallowed for offside. Um, but credit to them. They defended well. They took the game to Real Betis and managed to grab an e a late equaliser um, and got themselves a vital point, which kept them just above Huesca in 17th. So Valladolid one point above the drop. Um... Their last five games, they've drawn four. So they are picking up points, and these are vital points. They're points that have just kept them above the three at the bottom there. Um, but my gut feeling is they're going to have to turn a couple of these into a couple of wins if they want to stay up. And I hope they do stay up. I like Valladolid. Mainly because Brazilian Ronaldo owns them. Um, he's a, like my favourite player of all time well between him and Thierry Henry um, so I, I wish him all the best as much as I wish Valladolid um, safety uh, but yeah that's uh, pretty much all there is to really write home about in La Liga obviously there was other games but um those are the ones I was paying attention to. Um, you've got the internet, you can always look them up if you're interested in the rest. Uh, but moving on to Serie A, where Inter Milan won their first first Scudetto uh, in 11 years. They've fin Finally, Juventus have been dethroned in that fucking league. Thank fucking God. Absolutely sick to fucking death of Juventus. Every fucking year, Ronaldo penalty after fucking penalty, winning the fucking league for Juventus. I mean, fair play to them. You know what I mean? It's like if they're winning the league every year, you can hardly fucking Juventus are hardly going to be complaining about it. Are they? They're hardly going to be fucking handing the league to fucking. Just like what what I said about Bayern Munich. They know there's no their job to hand titles to other teams because it's no fair um but no i'm i'm glad I'm, I'm glad that there's a there's been a change at the top um it just freshens things up a little bit and it's a shame that inter milan their their team's probably going to get ravaged over the summer because everybody knows about their their financial woes and they need to get they need to get rid of some top earners to keep themselves afloat which probably means I believe Lukaku for some reason Chelsea are wanting him again how many teams has Lukaku played for in the Premier League he's played for Everton West Brom, Chelsea and Manchester United that's that's the teams that I can remember that he's played for he did brilliant at West Brom and he did brilliant at Everton no so good at Chelsea and no so good at Man United what does that tell you He's not a fit for the big teams in the Premier League. He's done well going to Inter Milan and winning himself a big fucking trophy and re-establishing himself as a top striker. 
why ruin it by going back to fucking the Premier League? When you've fucking tried there umpteen times and it's not fucking worked. Unless you're going to fucking Newcastle or something where you're a big fish in the small pond in the Premier League, then you might do well. But you're not a fit Lukaku for these fucking big teams in the Premier League. You're better off without them anyway, they're fucking arseholes. And that league's a fucking cunt as well. Cunt of a league. Uh, so yeah, it's a shame that there'll probably not be a force in the Champions League next season. Well, not as mu- or not as much of a force as you might expect for like them being a league winner. But that's the way the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. You reap what you sow. Um, Ronaldo rescued... Juventus again from fucking embarrassment. Because um, there's actually there's actually a real chance that they might not qualify for the Champions League this season. Which is incredible given their fucking dominance over the last fucking decade. Um, there's three teams. Three teams in the top four that are all on 69 points. Atalanta, Juventus and AC Milan. Napoli are just behind them in fifth on 67 points. Napoli could easily get in there. At Juventus' expense. And they could have been in there. Were it not for... Ronaldo scoring yet another fucking penalty and then another goal to turn it round and give them a 2-1 victory at Udinese then they would have been behind Napoli on 66 points but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens Um. What the, one of the annoying things... Now, there's two annoying things that happened in Serie A this week, right? First of all, Premier fucking sports, right? Which is a fucking joke of a, of a fucking streaming service, by the way. The amount of times that fucking... Uh, when I go to log in and it says, Oh, there's another session going on. You need to log out of that session and then log back in again. Do you have any idea how fucking difficult that is on my fucking TV? It takes fucking ages. I don't have a fucking... Like, uh, a keyboard for my telly. So I'm fucking typing shit out, typing my email and my fucking passwords and fucking clicking on all these little fucking pictures on the verification thing. Because I'm, I'm using an, or using my fucking remote. It takes us about fucking half an hour to get logged in. And then what do they do? I get logged in and they decide to show Napoli against Cagliari over Sassuolo at Atlanta. Sassuolo at home to Atlanta. Sassuolo who are fucking pushing Europe. They'd won their last four games. Atlanta were unbeaten in their last four. Second place in the league. Needed to win that game to keep their own title challenge alive for another week. 
It's a swallow. Looking for a win to get even with Roma in a Europa Conference League place. But nah. Nah. Let, let, let's watch 5th place Napoli against 17th placed Cagliari. What the fuck? I mean, I said that it was going to be an absolute fucking hammering. And, it, and on paper, it should have been a fucking hammering for Napoli, the way they've been playing. And to be, to be fair to Cagliari, they've been in good form. They'd won their last three games, and they're on their way out of the relegation places by the looks of it, especially if they could keep up that form. And they got a draw against Napoli. Whoop-de-doo. Good for fucking them. But I wasn't fucking interested in that game. I wanted Atalanta and Sassuolo, and everybody probably did. But no, Napoli are a bigger name, so we'll put their game on. Napoli have done piss all since Maradona played for them. How does that make them a big name? Atalanta are fucking pulling up trees in this league the way they're playing. There's, they shouldn't be the way they fucking are. Neither should so swallow. They're fucking relatively new to the league. They've only, this is like their fucking fifth or sixth season or something in the top flight. And they're pushing Europe. Playing, and they're both playing good football. But no, we, we, we'll put on Napoli because Maradona played for them at one point. Fuck me. And then the other annoying thing was the Sampdoria-Roma game. Because after Roma getting absolutely romped 6-2 from Man United, I figured I tripped it away to Sampdoria. That's not going to be easy after that kind of a pumping. And I fucking, honestly, I know people probably say this a lot, but I was a ball here away from putting a fiver or a tenner on Sampdoria to win 2-0. I swear to God, and I never done it. I fucking should have. I knew I should have. Because they went and won fucking 2-0, didn't they? Fucking unbelievable. Never fucking fails. Incidentally, by the way, Atalanta and Sassuolo drew one all. Both teams went down to 10 men. And that result effectively handed Inter Milan the title. But anyway, moving on. There was no, no Bundesliga this week because it was the semi-finals of the the German Cup or the, the DFB Pokal. And my team, Werder Bremen, uh, had a semi-final against RB Leipzig. And holy fucking shit was it heartbreaking. It was difficult. I had no... No confidence going into that game after seeing how Werder played um, against Union Berlin uh, last weekend. It was a fucking awful performance last weekend. Union Berlin, fair play to them. They're doing, they're doing really well for themselves as um, a new team in the league. But it was just a shocking performance. It really was. So, to see them 
fight as valiantly as they did in that semi-final against Leipzig to take it to extra time to come back and get the equaliser after going down inside extra time the fucking balls on that team the fucking testicular fortitude that they fucking showed was inspiring it was inspiring to me and it showed why why I decided to start supporting that team and I'm proud to have started supporting that team I knew it was a good thing having Leonardo Bittencourt back in the squad for that game he came off the bench and he he made things happen and he scored the equaliser just by just by his sheer tenacity and just being in the right place at the right time and then he showed the killer instinct by finishing the chance off and then that little bastard that little man bun having fucking cunt Forsberg had to go and ruin it 121st minute he has to nick in and put the ball in the fucking net for Leipzig those fucking Red Bull chugging cunts. Oh, I hope Dortmund fucking annihilate them in the final. I really fucking do. I think most people do, to be fair, unless they're a Leipzig fan. Uh, Dortmund, they they were playing uh, host and Kiel in the other semi-final. Didn't even know who host and Kiel were. Until I saw that fixture. Uh, but predictably they fucking hammered them. 5-0 by half time. Probably should have been more. Um, but job was done at half time. They, they could afford to, afford to piss about in the second half. Uh, so yeah, Leipzig and Dortmund in the final. Hopefully Dortmund crushed them. And to be honest, I think they will. Dortmund are the form team. Leipzig are sort of get just getting by just now, really. Um, they'll be. They're about to lose their title challenge again to Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich just delaying it by losing to Mainz last weekend. But they'll they'll get there. It's no not really in doubt. Uh, so Leipzig are just kind of seeing the season out by the looks of things. Dortmund are on a mission because they're they're sort of like they're they're trying to get into the Champions League place. There's a lot of teams that are around about those places, the likes of Frankfurt, Wolfsburg, teams like that. They're trying to nick in ahead of them. You know, the Champions League places. Because their form dipped in the middle of the season. They were losing and drawing strange games. The fucking the 5-1 loss to Stuttgart really springs to mind. 5-1 loss at home to Stuttgart. It was alarming. Um, but they fair play to them. They've managed to bounce back. And they're... On a tremendous run of form, and they probably will get into the Champions League places by the end. Um, and then, if they keep that form up, then probably a German Cup, a trophy, to add to their fucking efforts. 
so yeah that, that was uh that was germany um so just basically round this up uh, i'll talk about what happened big things that happened elsewhere um ajax won another eredivisie title uh it was comfortable a comfortable win for them uh beating fuck is it emin they, they beat emin at the weekend 4-0 comfortable win and a comfortable title win as well 14 points in it between them and psv uh so yeah it was only a matter of time for ajax so congratulations to them on another another title uh rangers Won the old firm again. Absolutely battered Celtic 4-1. Celtic, uh, I've got a, like, a few friends that are Celtic fans. Um, and they'll be the first ones to tell you that Celtic have been a fucking shambles this season. Like, it was supposed to be 10 in a row. What the fuck happened? 10 in a row has turned into fucking Rangers first title in how many fucking years? Honest to fuck. But I, th I think, like... I think, like... This will be a little consolation to you Celtic fans, but... I think... The clear-out... Is going to happen in the summer, and I think it's what Celtic have needed for a while. Even though they've been winning titles. Like, Scott Brown has fucking passed it. Like, he needs to get the fuck anyway. He's just... He's just like there. I'm the Celtic man, like I'm Celtic through and through, and all this kind of thing. I will fuck off. Well, fuck off to Aberdeen, and you're fucking a, like player assistant role or whatever it fucking is. And let Celtic get on. Let Celtic get some fresh blood in and get going again. Because it's been the same team for fucking years now, pretty much, and. That's probably been their biggest problem this season. Familiarity is good, but you need to fucking move on at some point. Um, so yeah, that's uh, well, there's no point speaking about anything else that happened in Scotland because nobody fucking cares. Um, in France, that's the other big title race between. Lille, PSG, Monaco and Lyon. Uh, Lille and PSG both picking up another vital win each. PSG especially after that fucking utter collapse against Man City in the Champions League. What the fuck was that? Absolutely dominated Man City in the first half. And then just capitulated. Fucking, the, the keeper just switching off, literally. It was literally like somebody had turned the off switch on him, just as the free kick came in, and then he just never bothered fucking stopping it from going into the net. And then the second goal, you've got fucking cunts jumping out of the way in the wall, and just letting it pass through into the fucking bottom corner. Like, like I, I, keep, I kept seeing like, all these media pundits and everything like that saying that, like, oh, Man City, best away performance in Europe by an English side ever, and all that kind of thing. It's like, 
PSG shot them in the, shot themselves in the fucking foot. They fu- they really fucking did. Um, but a good win for them to keep uh, keep the title challenge up. Um, I say title challenge to keep their defense up, defense of their title. Um, but Lille, Lille are hanging on, man. They just keep picking up wins. To to stay that one point ahead of PSG. Burak Yilmaz, at his fucking age, absolutely firing in fucking free kicks, dinking the ball over the keeper and everything like that. It's absolutely fantastic to see. Man should be fucking retired. And he's still banging the goals in and he looks like he could bring Lille another fucking league title. Um, and Monaco, Monaco and Leon played each other, and in all honesty, like I was, I was look, I was keeping up to date with the score, and the last thing I saw was the Ben Yedder penalty making it two all. I had no idea that Leon ended up winning that game. I was, I was preparing for for doing this podcast, and I was like, right, what was the score? I need to remind myself of like what happened with the Monaco Leon game. Um. And it came up that uh, Leon won 3-2. And I was like, what? What? Am I looking at the right fucking game? And yeah, apparently that happened. And then, like, it looks like, judging by flash score, it looks like there was, like, a, a brawl after the game because about fucking six people got sent off that were on the bench. Madness. So, Monaco dropping points. Um, I don't know if that's so much, like, I don't know whether... Monaco are now effectively out of the title race, or if Leon have got themselves back into it. There's three games to go, and Monaco are four points behind PSG, five behind Lille, and Leon are one point behind Monaco. So, I suppose it depends on whether your glass is half empty or half full. It's one of those fucking situations, isn't it? Um, but it's another another exciting title race nonetheless. Um, so hopefully, hopefully one of those teams, except PSG, win the league, because then there's another change, another exception to the rule, which is always always more than welcome in football. And the last thing I want to mention on this podcast is I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the fucking Man United protests. So, as a result of this whole ESL thing with, like, fans and clubs being against their owners and shit, uh, Man United held protests on Sunday ahead of their game against Liverpool at Old Trafford. And some of the fans decided, let's go and break into the stadium and run onto the pitch and throw flares and bottles and stuff, eh? And then they got the game called off. They were throwing stuff at the fucking commentary box and stuff like that. So how, what the fuck message is that sending to the owners? What are they going to do next? Are they going to march into the fucking Glazier's office with a fucking gun to Gary Neville's head? Say, leave or he gets it. 
you know what I mean? It just seemed like, like I'm not against the protests, like these fucking clubs and these fans have had enough. They want rid of these, these fucking greedy, selfish fucking owners and I'm 100% behind them on that. But that particular protest seemed counterproductive. They were clashing with police and we see this stuff all the time and then they go like, well this is the only way that we're going to get heard. This is the only way they'll listen to us. So yeah, but like they're, they're not going to listen to a bunch of fucking thugs, are they? A bunch of fucking lunatics. Make your point and fuck off. That game should have went ahead. But I'm glad, I don't know if I'm glad it didn't or not. Because let's face it, Man United Liverpool every fucking year is the most overhyped, overrated fucking match in world football. It's fucking every year it's a shit game. Remember remember Red Monday? Red Monday, it was the most awful fucking day ever. Fucking nil nil and nothing. There was not not even a fucking barely a fucking chance to write home about in that fucking game. All week, for about a fucking fortnight, it was Red Monday. Oh, get ready for Red Monday. Liverpool, Man United, what will happen? Biggest game ever. Did nothing. Piss poor. So, I'm not sure if I'm glad that I didn't have to see it, or I'm glad that I wasn't going to watch it anyway, so fuck it. But, then, it kind of came at the right time, because, like, the Premier League in it and all the English media were having this social media blackout this weekend. So it kind of came at the perfect weekend where there was no build-up. There was no hype. There was no fucking constant, like, Man United Liverpool, Man United Liverpool, Man United Liverpool, watch it, watch it, watch it. Because they were all blacked out. They were all boycotting social media. But now, it's been postponed to another weekend or midweek game or whatever like that where they could fucking hype the fucking shit out of it. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, good luck to them and I won't be watching it so fuck the Premier League, fuck Liverpool, fuck Man United. Uh, anyway, um, I'm going to get ahead now. That's been the podcast. Uh, thanks very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed um, this first episode of the the new football themed podcast um and like i say if you're not a football fan then the blog's still there even if you do enjoy the blog as well then you, there's still that's going to remain the same um it'll just be any random shite but this is uh this is where you can get all the football chat from now on um so there you go if you don't like the football stuff then the fucking blog's probably going to be even less about football because now I've got this to take up all that stuff um well yeah so thanks for listening check out the blog and we'll hopefully see you again next week cool cheers bye